0: everybody welcome to a new episode of last stop waterfowl outdoors in this week's episode we're going to be talking boat buying during the current pandemic is it a buyer's market or should you possibly hold off on purchasing that new or used boat that you've been thinking about getting i'll touch on that and much more that's going on here in louisiana in this week's episode of last stop waterfowl outdoors so we hope you join us Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Glad you are tuning in and listening to us here on Anchor FM or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just wherever you get your favorite podcasts if you're hearing us. If you're new to the show, we'd like to welcome you for maybe joining us for the first time and invite you to check out our other episodes of our podcast here on Anchor.fm. And many other platforms um, that you listen to your favorite um, podcasts on. So, thank everybody for tuning in to this week's show. It's been a couple of weeks since we last spoke and did a podcast, and uh, I figured a lot's been going on in the uh, in the the current quarantine or COVID nineteen pandemic. I know we talked about that in our last episode, and I wanted to kind of get together with everybody and address a subject that I that's you know close to my. My heart, and you know, is a part of my profession, and uh, that's you know what's going on with, as an outdoorsman in the current uh, market with the whole COVID nineteen stuff. Especially those of us who are maybe in the market this summer, as we, we're coming out of that spring season into the full summer um, swing of things here in the South, especially the temperatures are starting to warm up. You know, a lot of us have been out of hunting season now since February or January. And uh, been hitting the water doing some fishing. And there's a lot of us, you know, that are in the market right now, maybe for a, a new boat or a pre owned boat, possibly. And that's been a really, really hot topic uh, over the last, I'd say, month since the whole stay at home uh, orders have been issued across most states. That we were told, you know, hey, it's time to stay home, to practice social distancing get away, you know, and just stay to yourselves, keep your families to yourselves in order to keep everybody safe, which has been, you know, the right thing to do because this horrible uh, pandemic that's out there has affected a lot of people and and whether or not you know somebody it's affected or you don't know somebody personally that it's affected, it, it's not something that's made up. I think a lot of us could agree on that. It's it's something that's a real deal that has affected a lot of people. A lot of people have lost their lives from it. So it's something that we we have to take serious and, and, you know, I think a lot of us have done that, but, you know, with all that being done and that time being separated from our normal everyday lives, uh, people are at the point now that we've we've reached over a month of this going on, the whole quarantine, a lot of us are out of work, a lot of us, um, or even if you are at work, you may be working from home or you know, you might be limited in the amount of hours that you are at work every week. Um, my profession, we cater to the, uh, you know, to the uh, wildlife and fisheries agencies. <clears throat> we also cater to the fire departments for rescue boats um, and the police and sheriffs and all the, uh, you know, the local law enforcement agencies, um, especially in our area, a lot of, a lot of uh, water rescues with the river systems and, and the lakes and stuff like that. So we have remained open, we've been very blessed. But as we touched on, if you tune into our episode on our Facebook page, our, our, our Facebook that we did um, last week, we touched on, you know, boat buying and, and what to expect in the times that we're in right now. Is it a buyer's market? Is it not a buyer's market? Should you maybe hold off? What, what can you expect if you are in the market for a boat? And that's something I felt I wanted to touch on on this episode of our podcast that we're doing this week. And uh, a lot of questions tend to come up from that. We got a lot of questions that came in on Facebook, uh, people messaging me and asking, you know, questions after they listened to the, to the episode we did there. And I figured for those of us who are, um, you know, big time uh, podcast listeners, and you get in your truck or your vehicle or. You may be at home and you like to listen to podcasts and you stumble upon ours. This may be able to help you as well. But, you know, when this whole pandemic started, you know, uh, over a month ago or right at a month ago, whenever we heard the whole stay-at-home orders, I I have to be honest with my profession, I'm in sales. I'm in the boat selling business, the marine business and I was really worried about it, you know, having to support a family and, and that's how I make my living. I was thinking to myself, this wasn't going to be a good situation at all for us. Um, it would probably affect our sales greatly um, because we've been through hurricanes before and we've been through a flood in 2016 here in South Louisiana and you know when that hit, it, it tends to shut our business down at least for a while while people rebuild their homes or, or get back to normal life. And then, it, it, you know, it'll kind of pick back up and start going again. People want to get back to their leisure activities. And, and one thing I've learned in doing this many years is that hobbies, people are always going to want to do their, you know, so do and support their hobbies. They're going to spend money on hobbies. They're going to spend money on, on stuff that they enjoy doing in their leisure time. It, it's just, it's a passion that they have. And they're always going to tend to kind of migrate back to that even after a disaster hits. But with this COVID-19 pandemic that's going on, we really did not know what to expect. Was it going to be like a a hurricane kind of shut business down for a while? Or if it was, how long was it going to shut our business down for? Um, Because I make, you know, I support my family and make my money based off of the amount of uh, sales that I bring in each month and each week. And uh, my income is affected greatly. It fluctuates, you know. Many of you who are in sales, that's how you live. You know, you have to kind of sit you know, uh, uh, a budget each month and you have to, you know, since our, our income does fluctuate, you don't know if it's always going to be consistent. You have to set aside some of those acorns for, for you know, when times are slow. So when this hit, uh, you know, I was kind of anxious to see how it would affect us. And then whenever we heard, hey, you guys can remain open because you do, you know, cater to local law enforcement and stuff like that. So, um, it, I don't know if we were actually deemed an essential business. I guess we were in that sense. But uh, we were able to, you know, keep our doors open at our dealership. And our owner decided that he was going to cut our workforce in half each day. So we would work one day and then we would be off another day um, in order to protect ourselves, in order to protect our customers. It was the right thing to do. And looking back at it now, it's it's been the right thing. It has helped us. We've been very blessed. Nobody in our staff has uh, has become sick, you know, and uh, been affected by the, the, the COVID-19 um, outbreak. And we've been very blessed thus far for that. And uh, as far as we know, we haven't had any customers that have been in direct contact or, you know, so on and so forth that we've dealt with that have been affected. And that's been a great thing, so we we thank our blessings for that. But uh, as far as the business side goes, I have to say it has been a total surprise to me, as well as probably all of us in our dealership, and those of you who are, are with other dealerships around the, uh, the the Louisiana area, especially here in South Louisiana. There's a lot of boat dealerships. Central Louisiana, you have a lot of boat boat dealerships, and they even up in North Louisiana. You have your boat dealerships so they're they're spread out across the state and you know the business side of things has been a, a a total surprise to us we are at the point right now where both of our salesmen in our store and both of our salesmen are at our second location are working full-time right now to in order to accommodate and handle the influx of business that we are getting right now and I'm at the point today where, you know, leaving work today, we were looking at inventory and we're running out of inventory because business has been so good over the last couple of weeks. And it's, it's a complete shock to us. We don't know, quite know why other than the fact that we, we talk to people on a daily basis that are telling us, hey, um, we're practicing social distancing, you know, I'm not at work anymore or, you know, I'm working from home, but I have a lot more time to be at home. Um, all our, all of the sports that our children have been involved in, um, I was a, I was a coach for my oldest son. I was coaching baseball going into this summer season, and, you know, that stuff got canceled. Ba- the basketball leagues got canceled. Um, I've talked to customers that their daughters were in dance recitals, and that's all been canceled. So my point is our normal everyday life and what took up mo- the majority of our time uh, for leisure time has come to a screeching halt, you know? You don't see any sports anymore. So families are sitting at home and they're practicing social distancing, they're staying to themselves, and there's not a whole lot you can really do because you can't go to the stores like we used to go to or you can't go to the movies or the bowling alley, none of that stuff. So what are they doing? One of the things that we can do is we're able, we've been blessed here in Louisiana to where we can actually hit the water. And go out and go fishing, or go boat riding, go tubing, go you know whatever. It's that time of year here in the South. Temperatures tend to warm up you know quicker than anywhere across the country. So if you're tuning in and you're up north, you may be saying, "Man, we're getting snow." You know, we still have cold weather. We're not nearly at that point right now. Well, down here in, in, in South, you know, in the South and in Louisiana specifically, um, our temperatures are you know anywhere from the mid seventies right now into the upper eighties, almost touching ninety. So we're blessed, we're able to get outside right now and enjoy enjoy fishing with our families, or whether or not you wanna hit the river and you wanna go wakeboarding or or tubing or whatever, it's warming up enough to where we can get outside and do that. So how do people do that? Well, they have to have a boat, You, you have to be a boat owner at this point. So a lot of people who may have been occupied with sports with their children or some of the other activities we talked about, they're coming into the dealerships or calling the dealerships on a daily basis. They're shopping online, uh, looking for boats to, to purchase, whether it's new or used boats, um, uh, because they want to get their families out on the water right now. It's something that they can do as a family and they can get outside, get some fresh air, get some sunshine and get out there. So it's, a, it's a, it's a fantastic thing in my opinion. And I mentioned this on the show on Facebook that we did that. I think it's a great thing because it's exposing a lot of kids who are occupied with sports or other activities to be able to get out and and, and experience a different side of the outdoors. To get outside and go fishing, or whether it's not, it's to you know go to a state park maybe if you still got some remaining open in your area and go out there and maybe take. Take a a nature trail hike or do something. Just get outdoors in general. Go boat riding, even if it's just boat riding. I'm selling boats to customers right now that just want to get out there. They're not even worried about fishing. They just want to go out on the lake, pull a tube with their kids, and go boat riding and get some fresh air. So it's an awesome thing, in my opinion. It gets people out there and exposed to the outdoors. It's another thing it's doing. It's helping small businesses like us, you know, the dealerships, because we have an influx in business now with all these new. Uh, boat owners and boat buyers coming out to purchase boats. Um, it's helping the used market. For those of you who are selling your boats privately and and you you want to sell a boat right now, it is a seller's market 100% right now because people are looking for used boats. They may not want to spend $30,000 or $20,000 or whatever the budget may be. They may not want to spend that on a brand new boat, but they're looking for an eight dollars to $10,000 boat, maybe a $5,000 boat. So, they're snatching up everything on the used market right now that they could get their hands on in order to get outside and and go out and experience, you know, some outside time with their families. You know, you look at this week, uh, Governor John Bell Edwards here in Louisiana, a lot of people are angry that he extended the uh, stay-at-home order up until, I think it's May 15th. So, we're looking at another two weeks. Today, we sit on uh, April 30th, the last day of April. Uh, so, that means we have another two weeks of stay-at-home order, which means... A lot of people um, are going to be still home from work, you know, so we're still in the same situation we have been for the last month. And a lot of people aren't happy about that uh, because they think it's going to hurt the economy even worse than it has been hurt. And there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of places in the economy that are hurting right now because of this pandemic. And it's nothing to joke about, it's nothing to laugh about. It. And, um, you know, in my opinion, I think our government, our, especially President Trump and um, you know, some of the other um, government officials have have done a really good job in the response to this. Um, you know, and, and without getting too political, I think there's there's been some good that's come out of it. Our government truly cares for the most part. Um, a lot of people that are involved in the decision making do care. And they're trying to help the, the, the country get back on its feet. And especially your small businesses and small business owners. Hopefully they'll make it easy for them to recover from this They'll provide them the financial aid that they need to be provided in order to get back up and running, because, like they say, without small businesses, whether it's your tackle stores, your boat dealers, your car dealers, um, you know, just your, your fast food restaurants that are, you know, local, not only the big box. You know, the big box tend to tend to take a hit, but they can rebound quicker than your small business owners can. Um, we need that to be able to come back strong and, and get everybody back on their feet, and it's going to benefit us all. But on, in our industry, with the, with you know selling boats and and stuff like that, it has it has been really good for us, and we every day we count our blessings because of that. It's been a good thing. So. A couple of things that I'd like to touch on is, you know, if you are in the market right now for purchasing a new boat or a used boat, what can you expect? If you've if you have been out of this game for many years because you've been involved with your children's sports or other activities, or if you're a first-time boat owner, what can you expect? Because that is some of the stuff that I see on an everyday basis that people are just uneducated. On what they're shopping for and it it ends up frustrating them in the long run a lot of times and it makes the buying process a lot harder and nobody likes to make the buying process a lot harder let's be honest we all hate to go in and buy a car most of us because you're worried that you're not getting the best deal that you could get or is the dealer screwing you over or you know uh, you know you're not getting just the best deal that you could get in general you know is what I'm trying to say so if you're in the market right now and you're looking to buy, purchase a boat, whether it's new or used, I got some I got some pointers that I could help you out with to, to make that buying experience a lot easier. What can you expect? Well, in today's market right now, you, we're hearing right now, oh, interest rates are at the all-time lowest, um, you know, and maybe that is true. That could be true in the housing market. I know people that are looking to refinance their homes right now because the rates are lower. Um, or... Boat, you know, I get customers that ask me, hey, or what's the rates going right now? Um, is it as low as vehicles? Is it is it like cars, can you get 0% financing? So I'm gonna touch base on a couple of things. The number one thing I would say that if you're in the market for a new boat right now, whether it's new or used, is number one, do your research before you even step into a dealership or contact a private buyer online if you're searching online for a boat. And what I mean by do your research is, if it's a, a, a ranger bass boat, aluminum bass boat that you're looking to buy, then I, I advise you to go to that dealer's website or to that manufacturer's website. Um, typically, if it's a manufacturer, they're all going to have nice, up-to-date, modern websites nowadays with all the information and specs on, on each model boat that they offer available to you at the touch of a, of a, of a mouse click. So it's very easy to access that information um, and, and it's something that everybody who's in the market for a boat should be doing before they even step into a dealership or contact a customer. If you wanna know what fuel capacity that specific boat holds, it'll list all that. It'll tell you the length, it'll tell you the the person capacity. It'll tell you all that information at the touch of a mouse nowadays. You can pull that on any major manufacturer's website. If you don't go to the manufacturer's website, you could go to the dealer's website. The dealer is an extension of the manufacturer's product that they offer. So you can go to the dealer's website. Most dealer websites are going to be state-of-the-art. Hopefully if they're done professionally they're very easy to navigate through um, and they'll give you a um, you know a, a idea of what's in inventory at that dealership, and um, maybe even a price. I know a lot of people get frustrated because they hop online on a dealer's website or on a manufacturer's website, and it'll it'll say call for quotes. Well, that's kind of an old school way of thinking, in my opinion. And I'm in sales, and, and I look at it from a customer perspective. I cannot stand to have to call a dealer or call somebody to get a price on something, whatever, it's listed online, everything but the price. And the old way of thinking, it was like, well, they want you to come into the dealership, or hey, they want you to call the dealership so they can try to get you to come into the dealership. Well, in today's day and age, in my opinion, that's changed. That mentality has changed. People have all this information that we're talking about available at the click of a mouse. Why not put the price also? You know there's everybody a lot of these these dealers and these manufacturers now do national advertised pricing on their products anyway so there's really nothing to hide so we have recently taken the steps to go ahead and update our website and especially with people being at home right now with the pandemic they're online shopping they're online doing their research we want them to be able to go ahead click on that product see what the price is with the options we have on the boats that we build to sell in our store and it's making the process a lot easier we've been doing this now for about a month and, and honestly we've been behind times just like everybody else me and one of the other salesmen went to our our owner and we kind of discussed this with him said hey you know a lot of people are sitting at home we, we need to make it easy for them to access this information um, and what we find is it's bringing a lot more qualified buyers to us and it's eliminating a lot of the questions, the, the the everyday questions and phone calls that we would get that for general information that could have been, you know, listed on our website and customers could have had access to. So it's really been a benefit for the buyer and it's really been a benefit for us as a dealer as well because it's qualifying the uh, potential buyers and it's narrowing the people down Um, that are interested in the product versus the tire kickers out there, like like some people call them. So research, online access to research is is my number one key or suggestion before you step into a dealership. My second piece of advice that I could give you if you're stepping into the dealership is know your budget and also going along with know your budget, know or be pre-qualified For by your either your credit union, or a dealer, to know what you can afford, what's your budget and price range on the boat that you're looking to purchase. I can't tell you how many customers I get walk into our dealership on a daily basis, and they want to buy a fifty thousand dollar boat. That's what they're looking at, and they trying to negotiate a will and deal with me. And what's the best price you can get? Blah 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 blah. And then we do that, and then we get to the point where say okay, or you know they say I want to put in an app. Well, do you know what your credit score is? Well, no, not really. Don't know what my credit score is. I haven't ran in a while. Well, last time I ran it, it was a 630, but that's been two years. Well, that's, in my opinion, and, and, and just being honest with you, that's the backwards way to do it. You, a customer who's a qualified, serious buyer, if you're in the market, you should know that going in before you head to the dealership. So either A, you should be talking to your credit union or bank to know what you're pre-approved for before you walk into the dealership. You also may want to do a, a credit check on. You know they have they have apps and stuff now where you got like Credit Karma and uh, other ones where you could. It's, it doesn't cost you a thing to pull your, your credit score, and these scores aren't you know always a hundred percent quite accurate, but they're going to be somewhere in the ballpark and be able to give you an idea of what you're looking at before you head into the to the uh, dealership. Because I can tell you, purchasing a boat and being financed for a boat is a lot tougher than walking into a car dealership and getting financed for a car. Recreational products right now are much tougher. And people don't always realize that. They'll also tell me, they'll say, oh, I bought a car last uh, month or, you know, uh, two years ago I had no problem getting financed. Well, that doesn't 100% qualify you for being a perfect boat you know purchaser or being qualified for financing on purchasing a boat Uh, there's different guidelines that go along with that typically when you purchase a boat they're looking for a little bit higher credit scores in order to get an approval especially at a decent rate and when we're talking about rates rates on recreational loans right now specifically related to boats are running anywhere with a good credit score from about five and a half percent to about 7.9 is the range And that tends to blow a lot of people's minds when they haven't bought a boat in years or they maybe never bought a boat before so that's why i'm trying to touch on what to expect interest rate rate wise i'm throwing that in here um if you have you know that strong credit his or score i'm sorry of anywhere from like that 730 on up say 730 40 50 on up um, then you have a a really good chance of being approved for a better rate anywhere between five and a half to about 7.9, you have a better chance at that point. Now, just because that score is is really good or in that higher upper range, closer to near perfect, doesn't mean you're always 100% going to qualify for those better rates. There's other factors that play into it. Debt to income ratio. Um, All these terms you hear when you talk financing, which can be confusing. There, you know, if you make $100,000 a year, but you're spending $500,000 a year and you have, you know, $500,000 a year that you spend in credit, that you you have loans and you're paying back stuff, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a better interest rate. You could possibly even get declined on the application. So that's stuff you need to be aware of before you walk into a dealership. That all goes hand in hand with the financing rate, with the approval. you know, that that plays a major part also, you know. I have customers that'll come in that make a half a million dollars a year, and they can't get financed for a $40,000 boat. And, and when, you, when you take the credit application, you know, from the customer, you, they tell you the income, you think automatically, you're trying to think, okay, well, this person's going to have no problem being, you know, approved for it. But that, I, I can't tell you over the years, doing this for a long time now, how many people that will be declined that make that type of income because either a they're they're delinquent on payments or they just don't pay it off or they're spending they have more credit spending habits than they're making in it you know so their debt to income ratio is thrown off and they won't get approved the lenders look at that they have underwriters that look at those numbers and they crunch those numbers and that's how they come up with these approvals so i don't want to scare somebody into thinking oh my god i'll never get approved for it because That's not necessarily the case. Everybody's, you know, a different situation that we run into and that we come across. But those key principles and rules of thumb to live by will definitely help you if you kind of have an idea of what's going on personally with your credit before you step into the dealership. Um, Another pointer that I could give you is if you, before you go to the dealership or when you're ready to go to the dealership, instead of going to... You know, necessarily five, six, seven dealers, and looking all around, and looking at every brand that's out there. A lot of people will tend to do that, and then they get so confused by what boat they looked at, at what dealership, and which fuel size capacity this boat had. What was the price range on this, or how many passengers could hold? They they overwhelm themselves by looking at everything. um Maybe you would. Maybe the the best thing to do, like I tell people, is narrow it down to a couple of boats that you want to look at that you kind of finalized your search um, you know on and go and see those three or four boats maybe it's a lot easier to remember three or four uh, the specs and all the information that you get than you know looking at 50 boats or going to a dealership and you know I, i hardly ever see anybody walk in with a pen and a pad nowadays some people come in with their smartphones and they'll go ahead and they'll they'll take pictures of price signs or they'll you know take some information down from me as a salesman and they'll put it in their phone but even that I don't see a lot of people do that they try to go off a of memory and then by the time they get home they forget um, you know those specs and they kind of get things confused so just try to narrow down to a couple of boats that you really are interested in and really want to look at and then go and see those specific you know boats now on the used market I do have people that ask me all the time they say hey um, I hear that the interest rates are a lot higher on a used boat than they are on a new boat. That is a myth also. That's something that's not always the case at all. Um, we, ha- Our lenders will loan you the money at the same interest rates based off of your credit score and debt to income ratio um, that they will on a new boat. We have that happen all the time. So don't think because you're looking at a pre-owned boat that they're going to hit you at a higher interest rate than, uh, than what a new boat would, would be. That's not always the case at all. So that scares a lot of people from looking pre-owned. Pre-owned may be the best route for some people. That may be in their budget um, and fit their budget the best. And they they could go and get a a used boat instead of not buying a boat because they're scared of a higher interest rate. So once again, used boats do not necessarily equate to higher interest rates. Not at all. Um, Terms. We always ask that, how long will the lenders go? That's a big question that we get all the time too. Um, typically, nowadays, the average boat owner, when he buys a new boat, is going to finance that boat on a basis of our term of 10 to 12 years is the average. Um, now, once you hit certain criteria of price ranges, like maybe the $40,000 on up, they will even go 15 years on those loans nowadays. Um, so some people are very surprised by that they think it's like a five to seven four five six seven year loan like vehicles do Um, on boats you can expect longer terms the reason being is people don't want to pay as high of a note on a boat that they use you know every month a couple of times Um, they don't want to pay the same note that they would on a vehicle that they use every day and as a commuter vehicle or their everyday driver so it's recreational once again so which means they're not using it all the time. So they'll let you go longer on those loans uh, in order to keep the note down. The, the loans nowadays, most loans are gonna be simple interest loans, which means that if you pay it off early, a lot of per- buyers pay them off early or they double pay payments. Um, they will not pre penalize you or have prepayment penalties on simple interest loans, most of them nowadays. Um, and that helps a lot of people. They ask us that quite often. They also ask us about down payment on those loans. What can I expect? Uh, can you do zero down? Zero down is something that's uh, that's not very common. I mean, it does happen, occur from time to time. But But what I tell customers is expect 10% down. So when you're planning your budget out for your boat, put aside 10% of the total purchase price of the boat. So if that boat comes out to, say, $40,000 even with tax, title, and license, all the fees, expect to have $4,000 down for your down payment. I can't tell you how many customers I get that walk into the dealership, want a $50,000 boat. Um, You get to the credit application, you say, okay, what are you planning on putting down? And they tell you, oh, I I don't have money to put down. Well, okay, we could put that on the credit application, but that's a big red flag when you send it into the lenders. So 10% down is what most lenders feel very comfortable in seeing a, a new buyer put down towards a boat. If you're willing to put down 10%, that puts them at ease a lot of times, especially if it's a, a, you know somebody who's trying to squeeze in to get approved, that definitely could be a, a helping factor in the decision of them approving you versus turning the loan down. Um, but they feel very comfortable. If you have an excellent credit score, debt to income ratios in line where it needs to be, and you're willing to put 10% down and you, you know, you go on the credit application and you maybe put, Hey, I'll put 5% down because at the end of the day, if you could keep some of your own money in your pocket, that's a good thing. You know, and I tell people that customers that, um, but if you want to put 5% down, but you can put that 10% down, just put that on the application. Put, hey, 5%, I'm willing to put 5% down of the total purchase price. And a lot of times the lenders, if everything's in line, they'll go ahead and say, hey, 5%, or we'll even offer you to put no money down. That can happen from time to time. So that's that's something that's, that uh, is a big c- concern for a lot of customers out there. And, you know, hopefully a lot of this, you know, helps you out if you're looking to go into the market right now um you know i want to set some, re- some realistic expectations if you're in the market for a boat pre-owned or new like i, I mentioned earlier um, you know trade-ins that's a, that's another thing that's a big part of the business right now like i said people are looking for pre-owned boats um, the market's real hot right now for that so us as a dealership we're always looking for trade-ins um, what can you expect on a trade-in a lot of people Tend to, when they look at trading in something, whether it's a car or a boat, they go to NADA, they hop online, they plug in their boat information, and they get. And NADA is going to give you a value. It's going to give you an average retail on a boat. It's going to give you a low retail on a boat. A couple of key pointers dealing with trade in specifically is just because NADA tells you your boat is worth X amount of dollars does not mean that a dealer is going to offer you that amount. There's no law that states that a dealer has to offer you that amount. Um, NADA is just a suggested value, general suggested value of what your boat is worth, and it's a great tool because it gives you an idea of what its general worth is. But what I mean by that is, for example, if you have, and I referenced this in the show the other day, if you have a, here, say here in South Louisiana, a 15-foot center console, fiberglass center console we'll use as an example. Um, That NADA says is worth $17,000 on low value. Well, if you're looking at trading in, obviously a dealer is not going to offer you that full amount because they have to turn around and flip it and sell that boat. But a key factor to that is what type of boat is it? Is it a boat that is desirable for other buyers to buy in your market? For example, that 15-foot center console fiberglass hole here in south Louisiana is a boat that is not highly sought after all the time. Um, you know, t- typically if it's a, a customer looking for a smaller center console like that, it's a one-person to two-person boat. Um, they don't have a family with them, and a lot of times they'll look for aluminum because it's more durable. They can kind of beat it up, take it places and, and rough it up and be okay. If You know, a 15-foot fiberglass center console is not going to appeal to a lot of people. The vast majority of customers looking for a center console. Most people are going to be looking for that 18 to, if you're inland fishing in the marshes, they're going to be looking for an 18 to 20-foot bay boat center console. Something with a little bit of space for their family. Um, You know, something that could take some rougher water that's more stable. Just all around a little bit better fishing platform to, to go out and do some fishing, um, here in in our state. So if you come in with a 15 foot center console and a fiberglass model, and you're saying, Hey, well, NADA says it's worth $17,000. That's what I have to have, or I'm not doing the deal. Or I'll get customers that say, well, if you're not going to give me that, I'll sell out right. Then they'll come back to us two months later and say, man, I didn't get many hits on my boat. Is that offer still good? Uh, what you offered me for it. My point being is that, you know, if it's a boat that's not real desirable, it doesn't matter what NADA or any other blue book, Kelly blue book or any of these other value charts say it's worth in quotations, if you know what I mean. Uh, because that's not a true market value of what the boat will bring on resale in, our, in your general area or in our general area. So we may be able to sell, we know as a dealer, we know our range of where we could probably sell that boat. So if we come in and we offer you $10,000 for that boat because we're going to have to sell it at $12,000 or $13,000 to make a little bit of profit and move it, then that's what a dealer is going to offer you. So I would say the number one rule on trades is try not to be offended as a as a as a buyer buying a new boat and looking to trade a boat. Most dealers are not going to try to go out and offend somebody that they're trying to work a a trade with. All they're simply doing is looking at it from a business standpoint and they're trying to make a a fair enough deal to be able to, you know, make you comfortable as a buyer in purchasing your new boat and get you a tax break and unload your, your old boat that you're looking to get rid of and at the same time be able to make a smart enough business decision to turn around and flip that boat and sell it as a dealer to a potential customer. So I tell people all the time, hey, look, don't be offended. You know, I'm not trying to offend you if you think I'm too low. We just got to make good business sense of it. And, And that's all it is. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, you know, you go your way, you try to sell it on your own, and we'll go our way. And I tell customers oftentimes, hey, the offer's on the table. If you don't find a bar for it, come back and hit us up and uh and we'll we'll look at it again and we'll reevaluate it so that's the fairest way we could do it but that's what i want you to expect as a as a, a new buyer that's maybe looking to do a trade in um now if you're out on the open market selling that boat um you know you don't you're not trying to take a big hit on it because nobody has to turn around and flip that boat and try to sell it and make any profit off of it so yeah you may be able to get a little bit more value out of it. And that sometimes is the best way to go, especially on new boats. I'll see customers come in that have a one or two year old boat and they want to turn around and they want to trade it. Then they're offended when you offer them five or $6,000 below what the value showing on book. Well, the reason a dealer is doing that is because what's the incentive for them to take your used boat that has warranty already taken off of it, maybe running low on warranty or only has limited warranty remaining. And then, they have to turn around and compete against themselves to sell it on a model that's brand new. And uh, so that's just, that you got to think about that. And I know that's nothing that the the buyer ever wants to hear, but it's not that a dealer once again is trying to offend you. They're just trying to make a good business sense of it. And you're going to hear me use that term, good business sense quite often when I talk about trades, because a lot of times people think their trades are always worth more. And I've been guilty myself. You always think what you have Is worth more than, uh, you know, than what it it should be probably. And I've had to step back myself when I've traded stuff in, you know, whether it's cars or boats and say, okay, you know, hey, this is pretty fair what they're offering me. Um, I I think I'll go ahead. Maybe I'm asking a little bit too much or I'm expecting too much out of the situation. And, you know, when you do the trade in, you also receive a tax break. So I'll tell people, I've I've had customers that we could be $800 off and they'll say, well, you'll let me walk away for $800. I I may have to sometimes as a dealer because that $800, you know, I have to put, look at when I turn around and I resell that product, what else I'm going to have to put into that boat to get it up to standards, to resell it. Plus, um, I'm, you know, offering you $800 more than I should be when I really know I shouldn't be. Um, So yeah, sometimes that'll happen. But then I tell people, i say, well, we're really not $800 off because when you trade it in, you're going to receive a tax break on the new boat that you're purchasing with us. And oftentimes that tax break tax onto your your in value. And they're really maybe getting, you know, $600 more than what the actual trade number shows. So some people get real confused by that. And you may be listening to this and it kind of confuses you what I'm talking about. But when I break it down for customers on paper and I show them, they always tend to understand at that point. So guys i hope i hope this experience and this information that we're sharing with you today helps you out um man i think it's like i said a great thing that a lot of people are going out right now and hitting the water it's fantastic for families to get out there and do it um it's 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 definitely helping the marine business right now i i I talked to several marinas that we've been going fishing me and amy and the family's been going fishing on our off days on the weekend and The marinas are are more packed than they've ever been. I talked to uh, Mr. Landry over at Sportsman's Landing in uh, Bayou Corn the other day. I talked to him, it was Sunday we went up there and he told me and Amy, he said, said said, this is the busiest day I've ever had. I had over 115 boats launch at my launch today. And those of you who know Bayou Corn, um, it's, it's it's a small privately owned launch. He charges $5, has a real nice facility. The ramps are real good. And it gives you access to Lake Verret um, in South Louisiana down here. And that man was smiling ear to ear. He was he was just so excited. And you know you don't think about it, but five dollars a head at that many people. I mean that's that's his business is booming and it's it's the best it's ever been. So by you know people going out there and supporting a local business like him, it's, it's, it's really benefiting him. It's benefiting the families that are able to go out there and enjoy their time out on the water. And it's just a good thing all around. So the tackle stores, if you walk into the tackle stores right now, it's, I mean, they're wiped out. People are going in there and and wiping out the tackle, you know, right now. Um, so their, their business has got to be good. I know we have a couple of local tackle stores here, Ascension Living in, uh, in Gonzales right here. They just, you know, Before the pandemic hit, they closed on a new building here in Gonzales to expand their business. They got a phenomenal locally owned tackle business here in Gonzales. And uh, they were planning on moving. Well, with the pandemic all hitting them, they were able to kind of shut down for a few weeks. It, it kind of allowed them to be able to move all their stuff into their new store and kind of set that store up. And now they're looking at opening up, I think, tomorrow. May 1st is going to be their uh, their grand opening at their new location so if you're here in the uh the ascension baton rouge area I, I i invite you to go on over to ascension living in outdoors it's it's a privately owned small business and it's a husband and a wife that own it they're phenomenal people They'll bend over backwards to help you and get you what you want uh, they offer live bait they offer you know your shiners your crickets your worms they have huge selections if you're a fisherman they got you covered in, in louisiana they got your freshwater baits all your local uh, baits that are made here in Louisiana they got it they got just about every manufacturer that makes custom they support all the custom lure makers all the bait companies that are here in Louisiana they support them they carry them, their products in their store whether it's saltwater, water fresh water whatever it is uh, they have a representation of just about everybody so it, they're helping other small businesses and you can help them out and support the other small businesses that are uh, involved with the outdoors here in Louisiana by supporting them, uh, your local tackle stores that carry their products. So it's an awesome thing. We don't realize it oftentimes, but that trickles down. It trickles down from the top to the to the little man at the bottom a lot of times. So go out, support your local businesses. Support your uh, your fast. You know, your fast food. Right now, I call it fast food because you got to grab it on the go if you eat out. Right now, stop by those locally owned ones uh right now and so those are more important than than at any time we've ever had before so go out and support those uh you know if you're heading to the water you got ice and stuff like your local stores uh your small town neighborhood uh quick stop stores stop in get your ice get your gas get your snacks get all that from these local stores it's going to make a world of difference and i promise you they're going to give you so they're, they're happy to see you. They're going to give you the best support that they could give you because they're thrilled to have your business. So, well, guys, look, I know this is a, this has been a, a, a really good episode. I had a lot of fun doing this one and kind of sharing with you some tips on buying uh, a boat, especially during uh, 2020 and this, this pandemic that we're going through. Hopefully this is going to help you out help you make a better decision on purchasing a boat, at least give you an idea of what to expect heading forward if you're looking to go into a dealership or looking to buy a boat from an individual um, hopefully this little bit of information i share with you today is going to help you out so i really enjoyed bringing this information to you anybody that ever has questions on it if you want to leave comments you can leave them here um, or hell hit us up on our social media pages we're on facebook we're on instagram and this week my son jackson talked me into TikTok, so we are officially up on TikTok. you can look for us at Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors on TikTok. Look us up, like us, share us. I'm not sure the, the TikTok slang yet, but we'll try to do some videos and get them up on TikTok. We have videos and pics up on Instagram, Last Stop Waterfowl Doors. And I also forget to mention YouTube. We're on YouTube. Now on YouTube, if you search us, go to my page. It's Jacob robery on YouTube. That's R-O-B-E-R-I-E. If you search my name on YouTube it will take you to all our videos, our Last Stop Waterfowl videos on YouTube. Uh, So we have a bunch of videos up on YouTube that we can share and and that are pretty cool to watch if you like watching YouTube. And as always, Facebook, where we originally started at, we're older generation, we're those Facebook old people. We do a lot on Facebook, we're into Facebook lives, we do some live episodes, we do some recorded episodes. So we hope that if you're on Facebook or all any of these social media platforms, you'll look us up. You'll like us. You'll share our page. Get the name out there because, hey, we're just like you. We're everything outdoors, and we enjoy talking outdoors. So, guys, that's it for tonight. Um, I'll catch you on the next episode. I thank you for tuning in. This is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors signing off. Everybody be safe and outdoors. Have a good time, and we'll see you all on the water or in the woods. Have a good night.